It's the Post Pod Show. Lou, I got a question for you, man. And I've been yeah. meaning to ask you this. Um, you know, you know I'm from New York. Yes. I actually I didn't know that. You did you didn't know? Yeah. I didn't know you were from New York, but now yeah, I do. Now you do. Now you do. So um here's the thing. I'm I'm just curious. Sports allegiances. I'm just curious. Who's your football team, man? No comment. <laughs> well, good. I want to talk about no comments today, buddy. No comment, such a classic answer when somebody doesn't want to answer the question. But you know what's even worse is when you don't get any feedback. You ever get to the end of an episode and you're like, hey, let me know in the comments what you think about X, Y, and Z. Or you say, hey, make sure you click on the link that I've got in this particular episode and nothing. Crickets. Nada. You ever deal with that or is it just me? Because, I mean, I, I have a popular show, but every once in a while, crickets, man. I, I, I think I find something that you you probably will relate to. There's a lot of the same people are providing their commentary. And often I will, I, I'll get the actual guest of it in the interview show. I will actually get the guest to make their comment. And that's always nice to give some mm -hmm. feedback, whether on social or in a post or on, on a, in the blog, wherever it might be. But there's like a regular universe of people that are, are pretty loyal. And it seems to be, those are the ones making their comments. Um, but but you know what? Not enough. There's a, there are crickets. I there's plenty of episodes with crickets and 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 one it doesn't bother me too much because I I don't think I look at it as much as I, I it wouldn't make a difference to me. Like if if a gazillion people said they love the episode and they all commented great 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 great, and if nobody if one person liked it, I'd be okay. I'd be okay because yeah. because I'm not trying to create this content necessarily for everybody. And sometimes you don't have a comment for it. Like, you know, sometimes it's like, oh, that was a good point. That's really great. You know, I've got nothing to say about that. It's very, very Forrest Gumpy. Um, you know, and that's all I have to say about that. So, yeah, I, you know, let me ask you this. I'm curious what your take on it is, but, uh, you know, I've been blogging for a really long time, which is kind of like a, a closely related activity. It's just, you know, you sit and you read instead. And I think with podcasting, when I don't, when I don't get engagement on a particular episode or something like that, I tend to just think to myself, well, it's probably somebody that's walking or driving. So they're not going to like pull over so they can leave me a comment. That's fine. But on the podcast or on the blogging thing, I would often, you know, get really frustrated if I wasn't getting comments. And then to your point, you know, you start to develop a base and there's some people who would comment regularly. And I don't know if you got this and, and I've gotten over it since, but in the early days I would go, ah, oh, well, that's great that they comment, but wouldn't it be great if I had so many other people who joined into the fray? And over time, I got to realize, no, you know what? I don't care. None of you even commented, but this person keeps showing up and saying something and engaging me in a dialogue. And I need to actually respect that and honor that and also talk to this person because they're taking the time out to give me that feedback that I so very much crave. Uh, and I'm I'm curious if you, if you, one, had any similar experiences with like, a platform that's more akin like social media or blogging where you're expecting more engagement. And then two, if, if you had that kind of turn with the people who frequently showed up uh, where maybe you didn't appreciate them as much and then, then maybe had the turn. So I think part of it is the apples to apples as it relates to in a blog and you write something out, the person who reads the blog can respond back in kind in the same format, right? So yes. you wrote something, they wrote something. It's easy that way. Well, that is, I don't want to say impossible, but very difficult to do with a podcast, right? Because ah, specifically- I'm going to stop you on that because let me tell you what I did. Yeah. Okay. Uh, in the early days of shareable, I got a Google voice number and I encouraged people to call in 
and leave a message and we would play it on the show if they left. Nobody ever called. And it was also, I don't know, maybe it was just because like our call to action was, it was very, it was all the way at the end. And I just don't think we did a very good job with it, but you can get people to respond to you in voice. And then you've got, you know, you got the Google voice. One, I think that would be the way, how great would it be if you can actually just drop in voice messages across each one of the the social platforms? And I know you can in certain capacities. What, What I will say is I think it's, it's because it's for listening and because most of my content is a conversation with somebody else. First of all, the comments are really towards the guest. They're really focused on what the guest added to the show, what what they've done for that episode, when they're replying to that episode or to a blog post. It's always about the topic that you're dealing with at that point, as opposed to the general feedback, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, for our shows, when we ask people to write reviews or recommendations in that, it's all about us. It's all yeah. about the host. Yeah. And, the, and, 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 you know, it's cause it's summarizing Lou's a great host. He does a great job with this. Lou did a terrible job in this particular episode or whatever it yeah. might be. Right. It'll be about feedback about what you're doing. So th- the voice in which they respond back to, it's not as natural to think that I want to respond to somebody's conversation in a podcast as it is to a blog post. Now, now with that, I want to get to this part when I write something in a social sphere, whether it could be in an Instagram post or, or LinkedIn, I'm fascinated by the feedback. I, I, I'm, mm. I'm absolutely amazed at the, the time that people will take to respond to something and really put some really good thoughts. I'm like, I just wanted a thumbs up or like, or like totally agree. This is a great point. I'm going to forward this later. Or have you thought about this? I, you have to be really particular in providing yeah. that content. So I, it's actually a great point. If you want feedback on your podcast, I think you need to come up with the easiest quickest call to action for you to get that feedback. Like just to be like, you could do it at the top of the show to your very point. If it's a number that you want to call, whatever it is, Hey, we need your feedback right here. Here's the story. Head on over to this particular link and give us your two cents about the last episode you heard, this one you heard, whatever it might be. And now let's get to the show. That actually is not a bad idea. And let's see what kind of engagement you would get then. Yeah. I think it's a good idea. Any other tips that you would recommend uh, for uh, generating engagement as a podcaster uh, with your audience. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna share a couple things that I've noticed recently, kind of across the internet. Um, but I've seen a couple people recently, uh, and it, I guess it depends on like what kind of engagement you want and why you want it. But if if your goal is you just want it to be more engaged, playing the algorithm game, one of the things I've seen people do a lot of is they post deliberately incorrect information so that people. Not like misinformation, disinformation, like scandal. Now I'm talking like, uh, I saw one the other day that was like, did you know that food is the only word in the English language that has two O's back to back? Prove me wrong. And it's like that people were leaping at the opportunity to be like, there's proof, you idiot, and it in the pool and the and they're just like laying into this person. But like it had tons of comments, right? Or like you, you do a math problem wrong and you and like you act like there's a I don't know if you see all these math problems that are online now. Yes. Like people are and then like everybody Where the parentheses are. Yeah, and like they go nuts about the PEMDAS. So like these are things I think you can do a lot of if you think strategically about how you incorporate it into your episode, you could potentially get people to sort of like get riled up and and respond to you to correct something. But do you have any other uh, recommendations about how you can uh, maybe more ethically and more with the integrity of, of participating in the show, generate more engagement? So two two things that I recommend to, to every 
one, and we do a lot of this on this platform, as you've seen it. Uh, one is video trailers, teasers of your episode is just mm. absolutely brilliant. And in fact, we're getting almost almost one-to-one, -one, if not more than that, over a certain span. Maybe even sometimes, at one time, we got like five to one, more five more people watch the trailer of an episode than actually listen to it. And you'd be like, mm. well, that's not getting the engagement. What do we care? They knew about it and then they'll get to it when they get to it. And we see a lag. I had that thereafter. same thing happen. I had that same yeah. thing. The tough part is that it takes so much more effort to do it. It feels like I did a YouTube short uh, for to promote one of my episodes and it it crushed yeah. like in terms of engagement and uh, and and views and everything relative to the episode itself. So, yeah, I'm with that 100 percent extra content that promotes. The number one thing, though, that we know works and we do it just about every episode I'm letting in a little secret here. Put a question as the top line of what your social post would be, whether it's LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram. It should be along the lines of, you know, how do you make work not suck? Mm. Right. Literally, like, you know, like just the, the the thought question that is at the epicenter of what that episode might be about, just some ridiculous comment or question. It, it could also be silly. Yeah. Like, you know. You know, you have no idea how many uh, radios I have in my refrigerator, you know, like, or how many radios do I have in my refrigerator, as long as you put it as a question. And the reason for it, as anything would be, questions inspire and generate curiosity. Yeah. And it's going to get you to read and engage. And I've even done it to the point, and this is a good tip, I've done the question, didn't provide any more detail about what the episode was about, except for listen to Lou and said guest on this episode to learn what this is all about. That, and 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 for the record, incredible click-through engagement. People are like, wait a minute, I am kind of curious. What are we talking about? Click here to, if you want to know the answer or click to go through. Lead them on. And I know everyone kind of does this, but it works. I'm going to ask you two more questions. And the second one is going to be the question I want to wrap us on. Uh, no so, comment. No, 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 you got to save that. Um, so the first question is, uh, when we talk about listener engagement as a podcaster, um, what, what do you think kind of like explains the, the breadth of what that means? Cause I think we can all, uh, understand the idea of we post something on social media and people like it or the comment they share. Right. I think we can all understand it as we put something in the show notes that maybe somebody clicks or downloads. What do you think of as the 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 pieces of engagement that we might not be thinking of are you are we talking about things like creating discord forums and facebook groups are we talking about things like uh having people go out and take some sort of an action like hey phone your senator or something like what how mm -hmm. how do you think of engagement as a podcast host in a way that you define as being meaningful because you know in the podcast metrics we don't get that much we get like downloads listens where they are etc like how do you track how do you advise that podcasters be thinking about the, the full scope of what it means to have an engaged audience? With with, with any piece of content, and, and I mean this, uh, audio, video, whatever it is, it's really valuable to know that the content should all kind of at the end of the day for the content that you create, get to one place. I want to make this clear. This is out of all the things that I've seen on engagement, and we've noticed this. Um, I'm going to use, I'm going to use my own brand and business for a story. And then I'm going to tell a story of another one. Uh, we point everybody to the same place, whether it's on the link, whether it's where, where you can land the episodes, where you can listen to it. We'll tell people where to go in the lessons, you know, pointing to the same thing to, to the website or to the social handle, whatever it might be, but usually it, it's to the website. 
And we're pointing them there. And a lot of times what we'll do is we'll even say in that particular episode, we are putting the original link to Jeff's first appearance when he came onto our show into the show notes. You guys go back and listen to that. Now, here's the thing. You wouldn't know what the episode number was if you went to go search for it. I mean, you could go to Google and go do it. But what we have found is that when we say that in the episode and we put the link in the one place in there, I can go track and tell you that more people are listening to the older episode of Jeff because we said, go listen to this. We The call to action ends up being something in the, in the, all in the same place where you're going to. And we put it on your episode landing page. And that to us as, as we found as audience engagement. We'll say, I know you wanna see the video clip, but go check it out on this page. We can, If we say that in the episode, we will see more engagement on the link as opposed to somebody just going to Spotify or Apple podcast or Google podcast or Amazon podcast now, new, new platform out there. Uh, all of this is ways that we point people to that direction. So my advice to people is to do that, send them in one way and remind them in the episode, not in the preview of it, but in your conversation to do it as well. I love that. And I think it kind of under underscores that engagement really is a function of, I think, two things, which is, did people take an action you wanted them to take? That's the first one. So you said something, were they listening and did they take action on it? And then I think the other flow of direction is when they're talking back, are you listening and engaging back with them? Because engagement's really a two-way street, right? They give you something. Are you incorporating it into your next episode? Are you adding it to your landing page? Are you adding it to your materials and all of that sort of stuff? So I think that those are, are really good points. And uh, and I like the idea of funneling people to uh, to one place. Did you say you had a second anecdote? Uh, yeah. Yeah. The second one is, is important. And I'll flip it on to the, if you're a guest on a program or you have your guest there, this is a great recommendation for your guests. Uh, just as you would never tell a guest. Uh, what the episode title should be, uh, something we've talked about before. I don't ever want to suggest to the guest when they want to give a special promo code of something that they're doing, whether they're selling their book or a course or a link and they're doing it on your program, I let them tell me what it is. And I don't like it to always be the same thing as opposed to on one of my podcasts, it to be Thrive Loud. Or if we did it on this show, it's got to be, you know, just type post pod show is to get your code. We want it to be very specific. And we've noticed the more specific that like they might be like Thrive Loud, one, two, three, something that I wouldn't have thought of. And they'll tell us that code. And now we'll drop that code in and we'll actually say, make sure to click this code on the link. And we'll get not only, we'll see more engagement on that. And, and the actual, um, we know that the guests will tell you, wow, your code got hit this many times. And I can go to my own website and say, huh, look at this. That's way more than the number of people actually went to the landing page. That means they listened to it and engaged and went on to that. They said, oh, it was Thrive Loud 123 or whatever the code would be. That is freaking brilliant. So if you're a guest on a program, give a very, very specific action item that isn't just a general link when you're giving a call to action if you are on the recipient of it. And as the host, let them do it. Don't just don't tell them, actually, I recommend that you use this code. No, no. Let them use their code and see what it is. Something specific. They may even get your name wrong or the show wrong or. Or maybe it should be like, just type in Lou or just type or in Larry. Or like, or like <laughs> All right, Lou, final question. Final, final question. How many cowboy hats do you have? Two. One is an Australian cowboy hat. Does that count? It's like an Australian golf cowboy hat. Does that I count? I don't know if that counts. I don't know. And the other one is, the other one is this one. This one actually is really from Austin, Texas. I, I got it at an event many years ago. It's very comfy. It's actually cool on my head and it does work. 
meaning like it keeps it keeps my it protects my ears. You know? Interesting. You have hair on your head, Jeff. You're very fortunate. Um, I you do. Know, you you I can do. cover it. Uh, it. I have to protect the dome from the sun. You do. You absolutely do. And my opinion on yes. uh, cowboy hats. I mean, aside from on you, where they look fantastic. I guess I would well, of course. say is probably just uh, no comment. It's the post pod show. You've been listening to The Post Pod Show, part of the Shareable Podcast Network. You can listen to The Post Pod Show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Make sure to check us out on the Good Pods app, where you can follow, listen, and connect directly to Lou and Jeff and all of The Post Pod Show episodes. You can also find this program on jgibbard.com, where you'll learn about all of the incredible things that Jeff Gibbard has going on, as well as at thriveloud.com, where you can check out everything going on in Lou Diamond's world. Thanks for listening.